Thanks for listening to the Underdog Podcast presented by the Riley Decker Companies. Please do us a favor and help us change and improve lives by subscribing and giving us a rating on the platform of your choice. Thank you. Well, we have a special guest today. I want to welcome Mike Nichols. Welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Hey, Kyle. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you go? Uh, I know some people call you Mikey. Some call you Mike. What? Uh, what do you prefer? Uh, you can really call me whatever you want. I can call much worse. So, uh, Mike, <laughs> Mikey, anything's fine with me. Well, I know you're a Jets fan. I'm a Browns fan. So I know uh, we've been through uh, some adversity with our NFL team. So uh, we can at least bond over that. So. Yeah, I think we could both agree that we were born losers. We're probably going to die losers with our football teams. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, man, it's 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 been an interesting NFL season to date, and uh, should be an interesting close. But anyway, um, we're here to talk about a different set of adversity, and uh, Mike's story is incredibly inspirational. I'm gonna give a quick little background. Obviously, I want you to to uh, lead from there. But on January fourth, two thousand fourteen. Uh, Mike here was playing as a senior forward for the Falcons of Middlesex County's Monroe Township High School when he suffered an injury. He fractured his C5 vertebrae, which would end up leaving him paralyzed and change his life forever. And um, can you take us back? And uh, once again, this is the underdog podcast, how to overcome adversity. And uh, you were just a normal high school kid playing hockey. You know, I played three sports. Um, I can't imagine just playing a sport and, and then obviously my life changing. Um, that's happened to a lot of our guests that we've had on. So can you kind of take us back to playing hockey and the event and and we'll build from there? Yeah, you know, it was just uh, it was just a regular day, you know, just another high school hockey game. Um, I was just playing, playing my hardest. Um, whenever you know, you play the sport of hockey, there's always danger involved. There's always physicality involved. But it just so happened to be on that day, you know, I got uh, hit from behind and the uh, the kid fell on top of me when I was sliding into the boards, which you said I fractured my C5 vertebrae. I remember just uh, laying on the ice and then one of my best friends came over to me and he was like, Mike, you all right? And I was like, I'm fine. I just can't move. He's like, what? He's like, I'm fine. I just can't move. And then uh, that was the that was the beginning of a, a long journey for me. Uh, you know, I ended up getting uh, airlifted to the hospital from from the rink. Um, you know, suffered a stroke shortly after it. Um, so it, it, it's been a long road, but uh, you know, sometimes the scenic route is the best route. Yeah, and and I think you said here, quote, you know, the world never needed me on hockey skates; it needed me in a wheelchair. Um, my fight won't be over until there aren't any more wheelchairs. So, um, kind of go back to, you feel obviously the why wasn't you to potentially be in the NFL. Like you said, it was be in the wheelchair to work inevitably to get out of one and try to make just like Eric Legrand, a guest of ours, uh, wheelchairs non-existent. Can you kind of talk right. about when you realized, obviously that's a tremendous amount of adversity. Once again, you're just playing hockey, you get, uh, checked in the back, you go into the boards and and then you end up, um, you know, being paralyzed. And, and when did you're able to get to that mindset? Cause that's, that's incredibly tough to think about. Like all of a sudden you have to realize that you are in that state and, and working your way out of it. Yeah. So, 
you know, it, it took me a little while to get to that mindset because at the time of my injury, I was just a 17 year old kid, right? I was, I was still immature. Um, I didn't even graduate high school yet. So, um, and when Eric came to see me the first few times, see, that was uh, a mantra that he, he echoed to me a lot that, you know, we are, we are spokespeople. We are, you know, fighting for people like ourselves. And, you know, at that time, point in time, when I was just in rehab, starting my physical therapy, because I was fighting for myself, I was fighting for my life, right? Um, shortly after, um, when I really started to notice the impact that I made on people was um, my, one of my former ice hockey coaches had a uh, Restore the Shore charity hockey tournament for me. And it used to be Restore the Shore he, uh, for, you know, Hurricane Sandy when I played in. It was always a charity tournament. Now he's changed it to the Mikey Strong tournament. And I had these little kids, like mites, like they're eight years old coming up to me, telling me how much I inspire them, how, how strong I am. Um, and that, you know, they, they just want to be me when they grow up. And I've never had anyone tell me they want to be me when, you know, they grow up. And I remember there was one boy who uh, he saved up his allowance and he brought it in, in an envelope. And I was like, here, I, I want to donate to your cause. And I was like, whoa, like, this is, it was so surreal. And then um, kind of the older and more mature I got, and then from speaking with, with Boomer Sice and Craig Carton, Greg Gignotti with the charity hockey game we do with them and the New Jersey Devils, they've helped elevate my platform but they've opened my eyes to all the good that I can do in this world and all the people that need help. Cause I saw the people that were in less fortunate circumstances than I was when I was just in rehabilitation because I was blessed to have a great support system. Um, I'm lucky that there's been so much fundraising for me at the time of my injury. And still, you know, not everyone has that. And um, I really started to notice that what I could really do to help people in my situation that don't have it that good. The older I got, I'd say it started with that tournament and then it really kind of went full drive at the uh, first Boomer. First, it was the Boomer and Carton charity hockey game. That was the Boomer and Geo, Mikey Strong charity hockey game. But that first uh, charity hockey game really, really opened my eyes to it. Yeah. And and, and I, I've watched some of your social media and, and tasks as I've learned through um, folks that have experienced um, you know being paralyzed like yourself is like flipping a page of a book. I saw that on your Instagram, you know, just getting, you know, some of your fingers to move in a different way um, are what someone maybe like myself takes for granted, um, where now you've obviously experienced the loss of that and fighting back for it. Can you go through maybe someone like myself that might not fully understand that scope of independence? Um, and maybe it's a good blessing for us to have you on this platform to kind of, you know, show the perseverance, right? How do you, how do you, you know, you know, get up and fight? Like, what's the mindset? I know you've been through that adversity. Is there anything that I call them knowledge nuggets that could be tangible for our audience to say, Hey, listen, um, here's a way, man, when adversity hits you, this is how you face it. I mean, first and foremost with me, the way I handle adversity is I don't deny it. If I'm having negative feelings, if I'm having negative thoughts, if I'm feeling that adversity, whether it be I'm feeling sad, whether it be I'm feeling anxious, or just I have something that I need to overcome, I never deny it. You know, 
at first I, I really tried to kind of push it off, hide it. But now I've realized I never deny it. And I just use it as fuel. You know, um, I, I, I allow myself to kind of be vulnerable to those feelings because I believe those feelings are real and they're raw. And if you're able to kind of use those negative feelings and turn them into a sort of fuel in, in, in a sense of the word, um, it's taken me a really long way because uh, previously when, uh, like I, I have problems with mental health just like everyone else does, I have problems with anxiety. And previously, you know, I've let it uh, debilitate me. And sometimes it still does, of course, everyone has those bad days, but it's a bad hour. It's not a bad day, right? Once you get past it, you still have X, Y, and Z that you can get past. And, you know, once you get past it, it's just something else that you overcame. It's just something else that you can keep fighting for. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just it's just one step at a time. And on another day is uh, another fight to be made. So I'm just, I'm lucky that uh, I'm in the situation I am with the support I am in. And I appreciate every second of of life that I have on the bad days and the good days because it's it's the one life we have and it's the one life that we, we have to make best. Yeah, I mean, I that's incredible. I mean, don't deny it. Use it as fuel. I think that's a, a great takeaway. Um, you also talk about a quote from Albert Einstein, adversity introduces a man to himself. You know, yeah. what, what, what does that quote by Albert Einstein, I mean, obviously adversity introduced you feel like that has you know introduced yourself to the real mike nichols that you know yourself now better than you would ever had known him uh exactly for the most part um well you could take that quote i love that quote for uh kind of a multitude of reasons one for the most little literal reason adversity introduces you to the man right i was mm -hmm. a kid when i when i broke my neck i like to say i just grew my first chest there i was 17 years old <laughs> and um it's kind of adversity forced me to grow up very quickly, forced me to kind of grow into the man I am today, the young man I am today. But also adversity shows you the true character that you have within you. Adversity will, adversity will put you into that fight or flight mode, you know? And um, sometimes the only option is to fight and that's okay. Um, adversity has introduced me to the person that I truly am today. Um, a lot of my life, I've kind of only viewed myself as an athlete. You know, you get asked on the first day of school, oh, uh, what's your name? What do you do? How do you describe yourself? I'm Mike. I play hockey. That's, that's it, right? Now, um, it's like, what do you do? I'm Mike. I'm an advocate. Uh, I'm a philanthropist for charitable organizations. And I'm still trying to find more identities for myself, more things that I can identify with. Um, cause I'm always going to feel like the hockey player at the end of the day, but I've learned so many other skills that I have from this adversity that I never would have thought of. I never would have thought of myself as, you know, an inspiration, someone that could help, uh, raise money for charities and not only for myself, I, I never thought of that. The only thing I cared of was, you know, if I'm, if I'm, we're going to win, if there's a cute girl in my class, you know, I was a little kid, you know, now it's a man and. That adversity changes your mindset and your perspective on a lot of things. And uh, like I said, I don't deny it. And I'm, I'm grateful for it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Supposedly you were, uh, you know, chasing girls in the hallway, listening to 
some music with uh, one of your old teachers that you, you end up uh, having a close relationship with Joseph Rooney. Um, yeah. I think that's a perfect segue to, you know, some of the, the different great things that you're part of. And uh, can you explain who, who Joseph Rooney is and, you know, uh, being a former teacher, I know I was giving you a hard time there. Cause I know you guys kind of bonded over. sounds like some old school rap music and, yep. uh, and, uh, you were, you were beatboxing in the hallway a lot of times when you first met him. So, um, can you explain, uh, you know, how great, uh, of an impact he's been and, and the great things you guys are doing together? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was funny. Uh, Jeopardy, he was just a teacher in high school. He was never actually my own teacher. I just mm-hmm. maybe like to take an extra lap or two around the halls before I got to class. And, uh, you know, I would always have my headphones in and I'd be, I'd be rapping about my head, whatever it is. And one, one day he asked me, you know, what are you listening to? And whether it be Wu-Tang Clan or Big Al, I just told him what it was. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. And, uh, we formed a bond ever since. Um, and you know, just, uh, just a few years ago, you know, he, he was talking about, I, I would love to do a marathon with you. And I was like, you're crazy. Get out of here. He's like, nah, I would push you. Yeah. I was like, me, I'm a hundred something pounds and the chair, you're going to push me. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll push you. And we turned that idea into doing the New York city marathon, raising a uh, money for the Christopher and Dana Reed foundation. But the impact that Joe Rooney has has made on me, um, it's, it's, I, I really don't have words to describe it. He's, he, he was just a teacher. He, he went from a teacher to a friend to a big brother. He's, he's literally taken on my mission and made it his. And, you know, he's running and he's telling me during the, uh, during the race, he's like, yeah, I got to get surgery on my ACL after this. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, man, we got to get the marathon done first. It's things that are more important, right? He's like, can't stop till there's a world without wheelchairs. And it's, it's, it's incredibly touching to see, like, he, like I said, he's like my big brother right now. I can go to him for anything I need, uh, any help. And he's turned my mission into his mission. Now he has his own adventures that he's doing, raising money for me and spinal cord injury also. And he's just an amazing man and an amazing person. And like, I'm incredibly blessed to have him in my life. And, you know, he's a, he's a little crazy. I wouldn't want to run a marathon personally, and I wouldn't want to run a marathon pushing someone, but I am so grateful that he gave me that opportunity because I, I think he, uh, I know it made him very happy, you know, doing it with me. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure it made him really happy knowing that the uh, effect that it had on me, you know, when we were running, just practicing, I liked like putting like my hands out in the wind. And like, like when you're riding a bicycle, you would be able to take your hands off, just put them up. And that was, that was the first time I felt that since before my injury. And it was a, it was a surreal feeling. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for Joe Rooney and uh, for me to be, uh, for him to be my coworker now to kind of, kind of weird but it's, it's really cool yeah what a, what a blessing uh joe rooney is and more power to him you know you talked about earlier uh, and with joe rooney but the mikey strong charity game i know looks like you have a golf outing um nichols family trust and obviously you help with the christopher and dana reeve foundation can you talk about 
the drive between you and we've had uh, even the likes of Lily Rice uh, to Eric Legrand and everyone is united and in, in trying to get rid of wheelchairs. You know, can you talk about the philanthropy piece, as you had mentioned, of what you're doing in the overall strategy and drive to make that goal um, achievable? Yeah, you know, with philanthropy, a lot of people think uh, charitable organizations, the most important thing, first and foremost, is money donations, right? I tell people, listen, if you listen to me and listen to what I'm saying and you're willing to stop, think about the world that we live in and how it can be changed, um, that's the most important thing. My strategy is to change someone's day and change someone's thought. No, yeah, the uh, donation is is absolutely amazing, and it goes a very long way. But I think back to before my injury, I was incredibly naive, incredibly blinded to the life of someone with a disability. Right? I, I like when I would go to games or go to go places, I would see a ramp next to stairs, and I'm like, why is there a ramp next to stairs? I get all right. I guess I'm gonna just run up it instead. Right? Now I realize, okay, there's a ramp, so handicapped people like myself can go up. So my strategy with charity and philanthropy, whenever I do any kind of speak, speaking with people at, at events, it's just be honest, be real and give them the truth, you know, because I don't like to sugarcoat things. Um, and I don't like to lie either because if I'm lying to someone who's supporting me, I feel like I'm doing them a, a, a disjustice, injustice. So it's just give them the truth and be real with them and just tell them that where we came from too, because, you know, the, it hasn't been that long ago since the American with disabilities act was, was signed. I believe I was signed in the nineties, George president, George HW Bush signed that. And that was 20 years ago, you know, 25 years ago, not, um, not that long ago. So uh, we've come so far in such a little time. And I'm just following in, in the tracks of people like Eric Legrand and, you know, Christopher Reeve. And I just, I have great people to learn from and just be real, be honest and let my story speak for itself. No, absolutely. And it is, man, it is for sure. Um, we're, we're out of curiosity. What, what, um, what are your fundraising goals? Is there a specific dollar you try to accomplish? Is there a total amount? I know there's different ones that were mentioned kind of overall funding, but out of curiosity, is there, you know, certain goal that you're specifically going after or. So I don't have a specific, uh, numerical goal every year. My own goal is that we improve every year. You know, um, that's a huge, uh, for me, you want to get a little bit bigger. You want to get a little bit better. I want to have more people showing up. I want to have more people having a good time and just improving each and every year and having the people that were there the first year, the fifth year, come back the 10th year, you know, the 15th year and just being there for you. Um, the goal is that people don't forget the fight and people don't forget what this cause is and what it's about. And at the end of the day, as long as, uh, as long as people are willing to listen uh, with, you know, you know, like heavy hearts, open minds, that's the most important thing to me. Uh, a numeric goal isn't, isn't really set in my mind all, all too much. 
Yeah, no, appreciate you sharing that. Um, I, lo- I love just to kind of, uh, it's been a while, but we, we kind of do rapid fire um, and we haven't done it for a minute, but I was curious. I found some, some things I wanted to kind of, kind of rapid fire, fun things, I think. So Falcon tattoo, if I, if I saw correctly, you just got a Falcon tattoo. What, what's the, the meaning and be design behind that? Yeah, so I got a, a Falcon flying in front of the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I was born in Kennington, Brooklyn, and then uh, moved uh, moved to Monroe, New Jersey, and Monroe is the Falcon. So uh, I'm very where I came from and is a big part of who I am today. Um, I wouldn't be in this situation without the township of Monroe, and Monroe is the Falcons. That's, that's their um, – that's our mascot, whatever. Whenever I was a little boy, you know, I remember one of my, uh, one of the great family friends, he goes, it never rains on a Falcon. And uh, that, that always stuck with me. And I was, I was like, what do you mean it never rains on a Falcon? And uh, I still don't know exactly what it means, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> I like it, though. But it's like, yeah, I, I love it. Great saying. But it's like, you know, it's always like, a, oh, it, it might rain the day you're golfing never rains on a falcon coach and oh man i love that it's just uh it's big because the town the township of monroe um is is a great community and they rallied around me since my injury and uh even before my injury growing up in this town i've been blessed with the the people here that have been able to teach me um uh i'll never forget where i came from uh no matter how far I, I go from Monroe um, and never forget where you came from because uh, those humble beginnings are uh, really make you the person that you are. Yeah. I, I love it. There's a, we just had recently talked to a guy named uh, Gary Miracle and you said no bad days. Right. And that's one of, he just started a podcast called no bad days. Um, but I guess where I'm going with it, you know, it doesn't rain on a Falcon, right? It's don't deny the adversity you look it in the eye, but you don't let it take down your day, right? It might hit you, but now that, that to me is just such a common thread from, you know, people like yourself that maybe been paralyzed or gone through a tragic event um, that are now sustaining and moving forward in a, in a positive fashion, impacting the world in a big way is you don't let it just saturate on you. You look it in the eye, you address it, you don't deny it, like you said. But then you're, you know, you're not letting the rain hit the falcon. You're not letting the, your day to be bad, right? And uh, man, that's just such an incredible mindset. Um, thank you for for sharing that. Um, book recommendations. We talked about you flipping pages earlier on. Any book recommendations for for us? Uh, for me, for me, I'm I'm a big comic book guy first and foremost. So the first um the first book I was able to read was Superman, Batman, uh, Injustice, which was sweet. But uh, for me, probably my favorite book that I've read is The Alchemist by Paulo Colo. I know it's a very popular book, but, um, you know, I'm more of a kind of a a biography kind of guy. I I like to read about stories, um, like stories of of true people, not like kind of uh, fictional events. But um, the the stories and not the story, I'm sorry, the, the lessons that I got from the alchemist um was absolutely surreal it it's opened my eyes and made me think differently um 
I I picked that book because if I remember correctly, uh, Steve Nash had a bunch of the players on the Brooklyn Nets read before their season last season. And then, and then they started calling their rookie Nick Claxton uh, the Alchemist. So I was like, let me check what, check out what this book is about. And uh, I read it. It's by Paulo Colo. Absolutely amazing. It's about a uh, it's about a uh, a shepherd, and uh, you just herd sheep. And it's about kind of his life's. I don't want to say life's mission. Life journey is probably a better word. But it's an absolutely phenomenal book. It's easy read and uh that was definitely my favorite book that i've been able to read um no, that's great i'm always 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 looking for book recommendations i'll have to pick that one up and check it out um i do love i'm, I'm a little bit like you i do love true stories uh and yeah. this podcast but it's i love to understand someone's journey and and uh it definitely helps inspire me or, or puts a different lens in my eyes to understand different perspectives and everyone's different everyone has a value to this world in my belief so that's that's fantastic i'll have to check that one out um all right going back to the jets i gotta bring it back up big football guy here i've had a lot of football guests on the show i know you talked about a lot of losing but you are also like me, an optimist, right? You always believe the best is ahead. I know in the back of your mind, we give our I give my Browns and you give your Jets a hard time. I guess the question is, is let's just throw it out there. Is, is your new quarterback going to be able to, to get you to the winning ways? Uh, listen, I'll tell you what. Is Zach if Wilson he, uh, the truth? I don't know. If Zach Wilson leads the Jets to a Super Bowl, I may be a Mormon for a year. You know, I may have to turn turn become Mormon just like my man Zach Wilson. I I I don't know if he's the truth. I've seen a lot of flashes from him. He's a very talented guy. He can he can throw that ball sixty yards with a flick of a wrist, which is which is absolutely unreal. It's like some of the most talent I've seen from a Jets quarterback in a while. Um, you know, with with most people in New York, it's uh all between the ears, right? And uh so we'll see how he handles the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, I think he's done well with the spotlight now. Um, you know, it's uh, it's different going from Wyoming to New York is a uh, no. I'm sorry, Utah to New York is a uh, big uh, big difference. Like uh, I don't even think he had his license before he came to New York. Probably shouldn't get it anyway. Um, I don't know if Zach Wilson this guy, but I I'm pretty confident that Coach Robert Sala is the guy to lead this team for the future. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like coach Sala. I think he's, I, I like his demeanor. I like his mindset and his, his type of leadership. So yeah, I hope, honestly, I hope the best is uh, the head for the jets. I, I think when the jets are good, it makes football uh, real interesting. So, um, all right. Last question. We, we asked this out of every guest um, before you answer it, you have to agree to, to try to make it happen. Okay. All right, good. You believe you believe in me. I like it. The rapport has been built, Mr. Mike. All right. So the question is, this is how we actually got to you. Um, who should we have on the underdog podcast? And obviously you have to make it happen and why? Great question. Has Dana Lang ever been on this podcast? Nope. I I think Dana would be amazing. Um, 
why I think Dennis should be on this podcast. First off, I got to stick within the hockey family, right? So she was a, a player for the Austin Pride in the NWHL, ended up uh, suffering a spinal cord injury similar to myself. But Denna is, she is a beast, dude. She, she works so hard. She's in the gym almost like five days a week. She's working. She, she makes Eric and I look soft. <laughs> and she's um she was the captain of the princeton tigers when she was in college um she's just not only she she's an amazing girl such yep. a smart empathetic empathetic lady um and i've been blessed to know her uh, and uh she's she's really someone that's going to give you a great story and someone who's she's never going to back down from a fight, you know, and, uh, I've, I've seen it first and foremost. And also another thing, another reason why I think she'll be great is because she's one of the lucky few so far who has been implanted with the epidural stimulator, which is a uh, big thing for the Christopher and Dana Reed foundation. And so she has been working super hard with that. And she, uh, she's made, she made great strides. I know, I know, um, it's not going to stop. She's not going to stop. And I think that it'll be great for the listeners to hear about, you know, I, I told you my goals for charitable, um, things that I do this year. Right. Well, the big idea that they're a stimulator, that's the end result of spinal cord injury. Right. So I think then I can kind of show you what the end what the light at the end of the tunnel may look like is supposed to look like and what she's doing to get there. Wow. That is, uh, we've had 108 episodes or something like that. That might be the best, uh, recommendation and how you just rolled that thing out. Not only the recommendation, but the why, um, impressive Mike really, really appreciate that. Anything else? Um, you know, you want to leave upon how, how does the, the listeners, uh, follow you websites, handles, anything you want to share? Yeah. You know, you go on Instagram or Twitter, you just go to M underscore Nick's and I C H S. Um, you know, that that's where you can follow me, uh, Instagram or Twitter. Also add me on Facebook and Mike Nichols. I'm not on there as much, but I'm always, you know, sending my updates out there and, uh, I'm just, uh, just living the dream. That's all day by day. So it's, uh, it's, uh, not the life I chose, but the one I was given. And, uh, I'm going to keep, uh, making the, you know, the, uh, the dealer reshuffle those cards until I get the hand that I want. You know, I love it, man. I freaking love it. I feel like I can run through a brick wall. Well, on behalf of the underdog podcast, Mike, um, I believe the best is ahead for you and uh, keep inspiring uh, the world. I know you're inspiring me uh, in the group here. So thank you so much for your time today. Kyle, thank you so much for having me and allowing uh, me to get my story out to your audience. It's really, uh, it's really heartfelt. Yeah, thanks brother, appreciate it. Thanks Mike, really appreciate course, it, man. Dude. Just hit, hit the, uh, the end on the recording there. That was fantastic. And uh, We'll keep you, as Eliana said, we'll keep you up to speed. We uh, we have a couple of recordings and we kind of stack the deck on 
some episodes so we have some flexibility, but um, we'll definitely let you and, and the team know um, when we do it. And we appreciate any uh, ability to distribute to your platform and anyone else you deem necessary. So for sure, I definitely will. And um, with Dana, I'll, I'll send her a text as soon as we get off. Would you rather uh, email or, or a cell phone? What's, what's better for you guys? Either or uh, email is a little bit easier because Eliana email helps. But if, if, if you have both, it never hurts that I can shoot a text or whatnot if, if need be, but yeah, email would be great. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. She's awesome. Soup way too smart for me. By the way. So (laughs) I know, man, you dude, you're with it. And um, yeah, if there's any book I've been um, piling through some books, I'll have Eliana or myself. I'll shoot you a list of books that I think would be good for you. Um, have you read anything like uh, the truth hurts by David Goggins or the change agent by Damon West? Have you, have you heard of those at all? No, I actually, I literally about, it's funny, maybe a week ago, I just found out who David Goggins is. I have a friend who's a big runner and yeah. uh, he was like, yeah, I like listening to David Goggins. And I was like, I was like, who's he? He's like, dude, he's like, he is a nut, <laughs> but he, yeah. he's, he said, he uh he's a no BS kind of guy. And uh so I started looking into him. He's he is a nut, but uh he's, yeah. So there's there's three books I'll send you. Um, or we can send Audible, whatever, Eliana, if you write these down. But Jocko Wilnick, because I, I I can see how you're wired, is extreme ownership. Um actually it'll be four books. I think we should get get you or Extreme Ownership, uh, which is by Jocko Wilnick, The Truth Hurts by David Goggins. It takes what it takes by Trevor Moad, um, he's a versatile mental health coach, and he unfortunately just passed away from cancer. But that's a really good one that I think you'll enjoy. Um, and then the Change Agent by Damon West. Those are four books okay. that knowingly you like. Real people, real stories, pretty raw. Um, you know, Jocko's an ex uh, Navy SEAL. Yep. Um, and so is David Goggins. Damon West was uh, had a life sentence in in prison, got out, and is making. It's called the Coffee Bean. I think that would transform. It's uh, talking about transforming environments. I think you'd really like that. Wow. And then um, uh, it takes what it takes. I think you kind of like the men. You know, obviously you're you're big a uh, supporter of mental health, and I think you'll really. This book really for me. Um, it talks about a lot of neutrality and thinking and not getting too high, not getting too low to your standpoint, like your message on this podcast of looking in the eye, but don't let it be a bad day. Let it be maybe a right, bad right. moment. And I right. think that book, it takes what it takes by Trevor Moad that uh, he did incredible work like with Nick Saban and uh, Russell Wilson and um, Dabo Sweeney, people like that. And I think you would really enjoy those. So Eliana, if you can help me remember all um. I'll get your, let's make sure to get your address. I actually have a bunch of those extra books in my office and I'll put them all in a package and ship them up your way. And, um, you know, if you can, if you can read them great, if not, no big deal. So, but I think if you attack those, they would be really, really good. I can tell you're going to enjoy them. Um, for my opinion, at least. So. Dude, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's really, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. One of, uh, one of the books that I read before, my injury uh was 11 seconds by travis roy and hmm. uh he uh he unfortunately passed away mm, about a year ago now but he okay. uh 
he suffered a spinal cord injury in the first 11 seconds of his first college hockey game ever. Oh, wow. He worked, he worked his behind off, got a full ride to Boston University. He, start, he started his first game as a freshman with Chris Drury, and I forget his other line mate, but he ended up breaking his neck 11 seconds into his first game. He spent E60, all those things. Okay. He turned it into, into the Travis Roy Foundation. Hmm. But um, I read that when uh, like I was in Kessler at the time, so I had like a, a thing in my mouth, like swiping the pages. And uh, he described, uh, you know, just staring up at the ceilings. And he described the ceilings, like, to a T. And I'm like, is every rehab like this? Like, it, it, it's an amazing book, an amazing person. And it's unfortunate that we lost him, but he's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry so. to hear that. But that's, uh, yeah, thank you for that recommendation. So, man, <laughs> appreciate everything you're doing in the world once again. And uh, we'll keep you in the loop when we release it. It was fantastic. All right, cool. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for listening Kyle. to the Underdog Podcast. Please subscribe and rate our podcast on the Apple and Google Podcast apps. Leave a five star rating and send our Twitter handle a screenshot of your rating at Underdog Pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free t shirt. See you next week on the UDP.